There is so much unpredictability in today's financial world. To successfully retire in that environment, it's so important to get on track and stay there. And that's why Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management bring you the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast. And joining them today to help keep you on the right path, here's Peter St. James. And with us, as always, Steve Davis and Sean Toll. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thank Peter. you. How are you? Thanks I'm for having the us. dream. Thank you very much. Yeah. Because I plan on living longer. Isn't that great? Oh, we're talking great? longevity. Mm-hmm. I got to prepare for it. We if are I'm... living longer than <sighs> anybody in recorded history. Are we really? Um, absolutely. It's amazing. I just I think I... there was a blip with the pandemic, right? That that shot life expectancy down, but that's an anomaly. Uh, hopefully, um, we are living a lot longer than we ever uh, ever have in the past. I just saw a woman. Uh, celebrated her 115th birthday. Uh, I think she was in New York. And she's just saying, you know, I'm here. I'm kind of surprised I'm here, but I'm here. And I, I have a beer a day. And I'm thinking her doctor has got to be saying, what are you doing? <laughs> but my attitude is if you've made it 115. I'd have two beers a day. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Go I'd, for it. I'd actually be drinking scotch by that point. <laughs> well, unbelievable. But uh, we call it the gray tsunami in New Hampshire and Maine. Uh, because these are these two states, uh, proportionally, are getting grayer right. uh, than the rest of the population. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's so. It, it, I choke. It's not a joke, but you know, the, the good news is we're we're living longer, and yeah. the, the bad news is we're, we're, we're living, living longer. longer yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, think about the the 115 year old woman. Think about everything she's faced. She probably saw the Spanish flu. Yeah. Both world wars. Both world wars. Both yeah. world yep. wars. Korea. Vietnam, yep. Iraq, Afghanistan, current war, um, the Great Depression, the Roaring Twenties. Um, seen a lot of stuff, a lot yeah. of good things, yeah. a lot of bad things. The thing about longevity is the longer you're alive, the more apt you are, more prone you are to experience bad things. Mm-hmm. So you think about this wonderful thing called longevity. It's great, but it has. we are now more exposed to more risks. We're exposed to more wars, more inflation, more health risks. The longer we live, though we're alive, we're going to the doctor a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see market flow fluctuations. She saw the, 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 the depression in the 30s. She saw the, the stock market crash in 87. She saw uh, what we had at the turn of the uh, in the 2000. For the right, the great, re- crisis, the great recession. Right, yeah. you know, so she's seen a lot. Um, so um, you're, gonna, you're facing a lot more risks, um, and you're also – faced with making sure you have more money saved, right? So does longevity equate with perspective? It it potentially does. <laughs> potentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. I mean, a, 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 a basic analogy is the, um, you know, if you go on a, on a road trip with the family and you, you park up the, you know, pack up the Wagoneer mm-hmm. and you drive to Chicago, mm-hmm. it's going to be a certain amount of gasoline you're going to need. Mm-hmm. If you extend that trip to San Diego – Right, you're going to triple up on the amount of fuel. So the longer the trip is, the more fuel you'll need. The longer you live, the more savings you're going to oh, need. Sure. Right. Do you think that one up? That's good. I did just now. Did you take it from Steve? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, that's a good one. <laughs> Peter, I've been teaching him everything he knows. Where have you been? 
No, but see, that, but simple, but understand, you're right. Here to Chicago, but then go here, boom, boom, the longer you go, makes sense. Right. You know, when people, when like, for instance, when Social Security was brought out in 1934, um, you were eligible for it, I believe, at that point at age 60 or so. It was a little bit younger mm-hmm. uh, than you are now. But your life expectancy was between 65 and 68. Right. So your retirement was great five years, you know, five to eight years. Yeah. Um, now we see people living in retirement longer than they were working. Right. right? If you spend 20 years, or 40 years, rather, um, in your career, you know, mm-hmm. you start working and you, you do a great job and you're saving, you're making money and everything's going great and then you retire. You've saved up that money and now you need to draw that down potentially for the next 40 years. Wow. Um, and, That's a and long time. The retirement system in this country was not designed for 40-year retirements. No. Right. Um, we're not putting enough money aside. Social Security doesn't cut it. Pensions are disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a big there's a big risk. Uh, for all of us sitting here today um, that we're living longer and we might not have enough money. And we don't have that number yet. We don't know if we're going to live to 80 or 90 or 95. Oh, if you know the day you're going to die, it's a very easy calculation. It makes the math come together, yeah. 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 Hey, listen, life expectancies (laughs) have increased. Right now, stats show us a 65-year-old male Mm -hmm. has a 50% chance of living till age 89. And a 25% chance to live to 94. Now, you look at a 65-year-old female has a 50% chance of living to age 90 and a 25% chance of living to 96. Okay? So, things have changed. The whole longevity risk thing is a real deal. And it is a key component to getting yourself in front of an expert or an advisor who does retirement planning that takes these this this particular sure. issue and looks at it because every plan I run, mm-hmm. we run it to age one hundred. Wow! And I'll have people say, "Hey, you know, Steve, I'm not going past. There's you. no way I'm not <laughs> going past eighty five. I go, I get that, but listen, can I tell you something? Modern medicine, we're all living longer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for that reason, let me just be play the devil's advocate and run it to a hundred. That way. You don't worry about running out of money. Good point. And you know, and when you put that plan together, we're always running inflation on that, so that we take into account that we understand that you're going to live longer, but things are going to cost you more as you get down the road, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure we cover that. Oh yeah, we we run them to a hundred. We put inflation in, a pretty big number now, um, in the inflation factor. I'm also figuring in a negative return environment. Correct. Right. It can't be all rosy like it's been in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I say, let's assume the next 30 years is going to be really, really difficult. So you make the problem harder to solve. If we can solve a hard problem with, with living to 100, with high inflation, with low market returns, and we can solve that problem, the, the, our clients can live very comfortably in retirement. And we can give them a pretty accurate percentage of how successful they'll be. We'll run a system that gives them a thousand different scenarios of a thousand different economic conditions that could happen mm-hmm. in that time frame and get them within, you know, a 50th percentile of succession or 90th percentile of succession based on all the input we put in there for them. Now, we know, sadly, there are some people whose 100% of their retirement income is Social Security. Correct. Okay. Is there a percentage of my retirement that should be comprised of Social Security, ideally 5%, 10%, 20%. I know it varies, but I'm, I'm saying that some people, that's all they have. If you if you have done investing, you have worked the path to wealth and wisdom, ideally, 
uh, Social Security is going to just account for a small percentage of your total overall In- retirement income. income. And then is there a percentage, ideally, that I would like to not have it exceed? Well, what you want to look at, and it really all boils down to, and everybody's different at this, what their burn rate is on money. How much are you spending? Yeah. yeah. So if you have that understanding in check, and that's a big deal. That's one of the hardest things when we sit with people is you're going to sit down. I'm going to give you, before you come in, I'm going to make you do an expense sheet. Mm-hmm. And we break down the expense expense sheet into two categories, survival expenses and desired. Okay. And you have those answers in your checkbook, on your credit card bills. Sure. You're going to know what it is. Okay. So you fill it out today as accurate as possible. And then from there, what it allows us to do is understand what the spend rate is on money, what the percentage of Social Security is going to be in that spend rate, and what you have to create on the other side of the balance sheet to make up the difference and keep you ahead of the curve of your spending habits. That's Okay, that's what I was wondering. Now, yeah. do, does do, when you have somebody go through this exercise, does that change anybody's spending? When they realize how much they're spending? Y- yes. Because I bet you a lot of people just kind of go through the day spending, but not having a number on it. Well, the interesting part is when you ask someone to do that and you look at the numbers and you can tell who just, you know, 200, How much was that hunting trip to New Mexico? Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, well, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean it, it, it's interesting. And then the people who are really good at what they, they know what their spend rate is, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see things out like, $238.49 for this. That's correct. I'm like, okay, this person's on top of it. Yep. And some people do round up, but you can tell generally when people are just estimating. Mm-hmm. And then you have the conversation, you go, look at estimations only work in fantasy land. <laughs> right, right. Okay? Right. We want to deal in you know reality here. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we put the best plan together possible to make sure that you're meeting the needs and that your longevity risk is eliminated. Mm-hmm. We're trying to eliminate that. We're trying to take that out of the play and say, look it, you're not going to worry about running out of money. And we're going to put a plan together because we know exactly what you're, you know, what you're spending. Right. And, and your spending habits do change. I, I put together plans and at age 78, 79, I'll reduce it by 10 or 15%. Because that's the reality. That's the reality. Because they're not going to travel as much. Right. They're not going to, those go-go years, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you're going to do that from 65 to 75. You travel heavily for 10 years. Yeah. A lot of people get burnt out and they're like, you know, it's time to spend time with the grandkids. I want to hang around the house. I want to work on the garden. Yeah. I just, I don't want to, you know, go all over the country anymore. So they slow down. They slow down, but healthcare could replace uh that cost that cost well yeah but you're not buying the clothes you're buying there's right. a there's a lot of th- there, there's a lot of trade-off but you're saying i'm not going to spend as much when i get older well that's not true necessarily no it's not it's not but i think that's a mindset it, it shifts from the the um desired expenses steve spoke about to right. the survival expenses Correct. early on in retirement you're spending a lot on that desired side trips yep. going out to yep. dinner traveling golf whatnot and then you're going to go to from the go-go years to the slow go years then you're going to kind of slow down on all fronts right that those those desired expenses are going to slow down um you may downsize the house you know expenses will, will, will lower uh and then we go to the no-go years where you really just kind of at home but 
that's when you're at home because you're not feeling great. You can't, you're not that mobile anymore. You're going to the doctor more frequently. That's when your kind of healthcare expenses start, yep. start but, increasing. But, so it's high drops and then picks up. Again. Yeah. But we incorporate that, that thought oh, process yeah. into Same. the planning of understanding that, okay, regular inflation may run three, normally three, three and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, We'll we'll look at healthcare costs and run them at a higher inflationary rate. Sure, absolutely, right, just cause. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, no surprises there. No, no. Um, you know, longevity risk is 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 a multiplier for multiple things. Uh, we kind of just hit on one of them, right? Healthcare costs. Right. Right. Inflation. Um, inflation. Uh, you know. These things all have to be part of your plan and understand how they impact the plan. And again, if you think a plan is just having a 401k, you're mistaken and it's a bad plan. It's understanding all the components, especially with this longevity risk component and how it multiplies out against all the things you're trying to do in retirement and making sure you understand you put put the proper plan together that looks at these things. Sean and I always play this game. What if this? What if that? You got to play the what if game because no one has the crystal ball. Right. So it's our job as advisors to educate the client as to all the potential longevity risks that are involved with living longer. And that's creating more income. That's where your assets are going to be. Maybe you don't want your assets at a, you know, 80% 80% bonds, 20% equity at that point in time. You may need them at a 60-40 right. because you need the money. You need that extra mm-hmm. growth in your portfolio design to get you through the longevity risk. Why are people still, I mean, we've, we've been talking about this for many years now, why are people still saying, um, yeah, I have a retirement plan, I, I have a 401k. Why, why are they still hung up on that fact that, I've got this, but it's not, you need more than that. Correct. It's, I think it's just a nature of the beast and that's what they've been told. Really? Right, Sean? What well, do you I think? Well, I think it's decades of not thinking about that, their yeah. retirement plan because they're working. How do I get the promotion? How do I buy, you know, I got to sell this house, buy the new house. Where are kids going to college? You know, I keep putting money into my 401k. That's, that's my retirement plan, which is part of the life thing that I've got going on now, right? Yeah. And then when they start getting closer to kids are, gone they're married they start getting closer to retirement then they realize they're not focusing on the other things now they're focusing or looking at retirement and then they actually do realize oh i have a 401k but i don't have a plan for what to do with it yeah and and so it, it does dawn on people it does um, i think when they get closer to that retirement well age. because they haven't at 30 or 40 years old they didn't put themselves 50 years ahead going, okay, I got no money coming in. What's my plan? Well, one of the other issues is that they've been told to do everything in the 401k. Right. And that's not the right thing to do. Right. Oh, well, it's part stocks, it's part bonds, and they asked me the question, so I answered them. Yeah. Yeah, no. You (laughs) need to be investing outside the 401k in non-qualified accounts also. Mm -hmm. If you have the ability to put money in other asset groups that are not considered IRA money, Mm -hmm. which is, we look at money as qualified or non-qualified. You really need to also be building a non-qualified account Mm -hmm. because let's face it, there's a lot of people we run into. They don't want to take that RMD at age 72. Right. Right. Okay. They don't. Uh, 
And but if all your eggs are in that one basket, you're going to take. You, you it. have right. to, yeah. You have yeah. to take it. So you really, you really want to look at all the different options that are out there when it comes to investing, and not only putting all your eggs into the IRAs. And that RMD is not a one-off process. Every single year. Yeah. So Every whatever that year. whatever that number is that they come up with uh, of all your investments. Um, that's the number you're going to pay every year. And it increases. And it increases. And it increases. It, well, it yeah. can increase. Yeah. Right. So if you want to avoid that in retirement, there's a couple of things you can do. If your 401k, your employer has a Roth option in the 401k, I think you, it would behoove you to put anybody, any of us here as much as you can into that Roth piece, okay? Your company match will not be in that Roth. It'll be in the other side of it, but you're going to be putting money into that Roth 401k, you'll never pay taxes on again. Uh, if that's not available, I'd suggest you open up a Roth if you can do it and put money into that, a Roth IRA. You can put $6,500 a year if you're under 50, 7000 if you're over 50. Mm-hmm. Do that. If you can, can't do any of those and you have amassed money in your IRA, start converting it to a Roth. Pay the taxes now and then it will grow tax-free forever. So that, we're a little bit off topic, but that's a really key thing here. And, and if you think about longevity, sure. and we think about like spending in Washington and where the taxes are now, mm-hmm. taxes are, I can't, don't have a crystal ball, I, but I'm pretty but sure I can taxes tell are going yeah. up. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so, you know, the longer you live, the greater the risk of taxes increasing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, and the, well, the other component that we really need to hit on here is Social Security. Because of longevity risk, we're living longer, the question becomes, how do I file for Social Security? When do I take it? Right. Right? Do I take it at 65? Do I take it at 66 in so many months if that's your full retirement? Or do I take it for me, 67 is my full retirement? I may need more money. If I can put a plan together that says, hmm, I'm going to live longer, maybe I'm better off pushing off taking Social Security because I'm going to get what every year that I'd put it off? 8%. 8% guaranteed yeah, growth. Yeah. That's right. What account can you go to yeah. that's going to yeah, give you an 8%? True. So understanding Social Security planning and Social Security strategies and the different options, and we'll look at that. We'll bring people into our office and we'll actually do a complete analysis of their Social Security and all the different ways they can take it and how it impacts and what the crossover line is between taking it at 65 and 68 or 65 and 70. You've been listening to the Path to Wealth and Wisdom podcast presented by Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite apps. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Davis Wealth Management and guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. 
Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.